become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Hi, this is Alan Dwight Bell, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic point aboard this tiny ship. Hello, I'm Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that will spend this segment talking about Russell Johnson, the actor known to three generations as the professor on Gilligan's Island, a man that Tony had described as the voice of science on the show, and in many respects, the voice of reason on the yes. show. Because if, if it weren't for the professor, a lot of the, the island's ability to function would not would be, but all the, all the inventions that gave a sense of modern America to out in the middle of nowhere. N- none of that would have happened without the professor. Yeah. I think what uh, your dad did, Kimberly, for that show, I think, is invaluable. Uh, well, I think it kept the show going. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, if you didn't have a professor on the show, there would just be a bunch of people... Uh, would have been dead. Let's be blunt. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of dead people. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a bunch of dead people, which... On CBS at that time, that might have been good enough to keep it uh, going. Yeah, but I, I would, I, I like, I'd like to be part of the pitch bidding of that. Okay, I have a show about dead people. Yes, Ooh, that was. <laughs> well, then HBO picked it up, called it Six Feet Under. But no, but he just was, like I said, the voice of reason, a, a conduit to the audience, explaining how certain things are going. He could be providing psychological or sage advice, and. Uh, I remember reading that there were even science classes where they were teaching basic science with a traditional science teacher, and they were teaching the same lessons that the professor would teach on Gilligan's Island, and they had half a test group with a real science teacher, half a test group with segments from the episodes, and the ones that watched the segments from the episodes knew more according to the tests, than uh, the stuff taught by the regular science teacher. Really? I, well, you know more than I do. <laughs> and, and the reason why, Kim, is because you're able to get a science lesson in the form of a half-an-hour comedy show, which, which again, that's, that's a very effective way of getting information out. And a comedy, yet the professor's delivery was just so deadpan. Almost. Uh, am, I, am I using the right term? Yeah. I would say he sort of took an Adam West approach to the uh, that's yeah. comedy okay. without necessarily trying to be Adam West. And that he was playing it straight. And because he said everything deadpan, and because he was a man of science and a reactor, I mean, that that's how he brought humor to the show. And I believe he was really consistently the straight man for the entire cast in many of the episodes. But he did get to play a few laughs. Oh, yeah, he did. If he's opposite Tina Louise... Oh, yeah. Well, that, the dream sequences were what he loved most because he got to be a wacky guy and play all these different crazy characters. So that was really fun for him. By the way, before we forget, Kim, or Kimberly, is Kimberly Johnson, Russell's daughter, who is our special guest tonight as, as we devote uh, this hour of the program to Russell Johnson. Kim, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. And also here with us, before we go too far astray, is the man who pretty much spearheaded this hour, and that is our friend 
Bill Funt. Bill Funt, who's been busy, he's, he's, it's been a while since Bill has been on the program, but that's because you went back to school. Yeah, it, it occurred to me that pretty much every time I've been on this show, Ed, was because someone died. <laughs> first, it was J.D. Jones, then Bob Hedges, and now Kimberly's father. But yes, uh, in the time that I've been here, I got a master's in education, I wrote my thesis on educational television, and uh, that's the direction I want to go in now. And briefly, you all know my dad was Alan Funt, of Canada Camera, mm-hmm. and but not a lot of people know that the other connection to that in my life is that my aunt, Elaine Laren, who passed away last year, mm-hmm. was a writer-producer for Electric Company, Captain Kangaroo, and Free to Be You and Me. So that's in my blood, too. But my connection to Kim and uh, how I became the Gilligan go-to man was... Um, before I went to school, I was uh, doing other kinds of DVD collection mm-hmm. productions, and I was attempting to get the three Gilligan's Island TV movies out as a box set, uh, and it was because I wanted them out, yeah, uh-huh. basically. And uh, so I was already friendly with Sherwood Schwartz and his family, and so I went to him and I uh, pitched that idea, and he said, well, you're a brave young man. So, and uh, boy, did I not know how true those words were. But the happy ending here is that in doing this, I got friendly with several different uh, people in the Gilligan's inner circle. The Schwartzes, obviously. Uh, Don Wells and I became very friendly. Dream of Denver, Bob's widow, is a good friend now. And uh, Kim Johnson, we've never met in person, but we've become friends on Facebook. And by the way, she's extremely funny. <laughs> yes. No, I, I I was telling Tony and Donna that uh, Kim and I chatted you know, briefly a couple of days before we broadcast. And no, yeah, she's very down to earth, very funny person. Actually, it's funny. I, I saw Don a couple of years ago because actually Alan Hill's granddaughter does stand up. Mm-hmm. And Dawn and I went to go see that, which was very funny. And so I saw Dawn. I said that I'd also become friendly with Kim. And she said, oh, you know what? I've been trying to call Kim's father up in Washington State. Would you please tell her to tell her dad to call me? And I thought... How did I become the Gilligan's Island answering service? How did that happen? Well, didn't you know you're a very brave young man? Apparently, yes. Yes. Let's go back, Kim, to... We're talking about how... What Tony said, Gilligan is one of the most most maligned shows in the history of television. Now, I, mean, I know some, some actors pay attention to reviews, some actors ignore them. Did your father follow any of that stuff? Did he pay attention to it? Did he ignore it? Reviews? Reviews are people saying, you know, people you know, pe- people making fun of the show not realizing that it's a lot smarter than it actually is. Oh, no. I don't think he paid attention to any of that. I think for him it was, you know, it was a good job. It was a wonderful experience. Everybody was really close and happy. I think that I do recall, you know, he has spoken before a number of times about not knowing that he and Don were going to be considered and the rest (laughs) Um, at the very first airing the first season of the show you know they called each other and I remember you know he was just livid like he just couldn't believe that they would do that without telling them even Um, and then of course they changed it but um, as far as reviews are concerned I no I don't think 
he paid attention to any of that stuff because... Well, well your dad had had a pretty long journeyman career by that point. Yes. So I guess he took it in stride. Well, he did turn it down a couple of times before he before he said yes to doing Gilligan's. I also remember him saying something about that he was being... At, just before that, he was being considered to play Ben Casey. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I can see. And, I can see yeah, 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 easily. I can see that. Yeah, he was. And I don't remember whether he turned that down or whether they just gave the part um, to the actor who played it. Mm. But that the, said, I can't see Vince Edwards as the professor. Just, I can't see the I, flip I, side. I, I, I can't see <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking about my father playing Ben Casey and Vince Edwards getting the part. I don't really know much more about about that. But, no, my father was, um, I don't know, he's just a very dignified man, and he didn't mess with petty things like that. And he had a series um, before that called Black Saddle. Yes. So, you know, I, I think um, I think that he felt, you know, fine as long as he was working. I mean, that's what all actors want to do. Well, considering your father, you know, nearly died during during World War II and, you know, when his plane was shot down and, and all of that, yes. I mean, perspective, you know, uh, that that adds a lot of perspective to stuff, especially in, a, in a, an industry with as many ups and downs as, as film and television. Yeah, well, we had... Um he had all of his medals mounted um, on in this beautiful frame, which was put up at his memorial service, and that that was really, really a gorgeous thing. I have his Purple Heart in a safe deposit box, mm -hmm. and um, you know um, that that period of time really meant a lot to him, and of course it means a lot to me because if he hadn't made it, I wouldn't be here. So. Right. <laughs> well, and just to show how um, gracious he is about it, Dawn Wells posted on her Facebook page that when uh, she went to the funeral, she that was when she learned he'd gotten a Purple Heart. Yeah. She didn't know that in 50 years. Well, and, and, oh, she didn't know? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad, um, because maybe a lot of people didn't know that. Well, that speaks to, I mean, he was he was a member of what Tom Brokaw would call the greatest generation. Oh, well, I mean, look what they've seen mm -hmm. yeah. through their lifetime. And, it's amazing. I mean, and I, I always find it amazing, especially people with, that we associate with television comedy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just comedy. Right. Yeah. Uh, your dad, uh, I believe, Alan Hale, sir. Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon, both uh, Navy and Marines. Mm -hmm. Ed McMahon was a fighter pilot. Don Rickles was in the Philippines. Mel Brooks was in no. uh, Europe. Carl Ooh. Reiner was... Guys, these guys were... were these guys uh, we left with... Uh, that would have been... Don Adams. Don Adams. Don Adams in Guadalcanal. Oh, uh, yeah, Don Adams. Oh, we yeah. loved Don Adams. And I think they met, actually, at like a, some kind of affiliates convention once. But well, he was so funny. You know, I got a little bit of dirt on Kim here, which is that, you know, in the last season of Gilligan, it was up against the monkeys. Well, she watched the monkeys. Did you know that? <laughs> Did not. <laughs> Did not. But yeah, Bill and I have a wonderful um, affection uh, for the monkeys. And we were just we talking, were just talking, <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> He still has his Davy Jones poster on his wall. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. Yes. We love the monkeys, and we love uh, Mickey Dolan's voice. It's yes, just, you know, 
mm-hmm. one of the best voices. I, I just love Mickey Dolenz. And it's funny, I saw him outside of Ralph's in Studio City once, and I got so excited. I was just jumping all over the place saying, I saw Mickey Dolenz outside of Ralph's. We... We are remembering Russell Johnson, uh, the actor known to three generations of TV viewers as the professor on Gilligan's Island, along with Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Bill Funt, and Russell's daughter, Kimberly Johnson. Now, uh, Bill's uh, teasing you, Kimberly. Okay, you may have watched The Monkees when the show was first on, but when did you first realize, Kim, that Gilligan's Island was as popular as it was around the world? When did you first realize that? I don't know. I, I really don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Some At some point, the retro classic TV thing started happening, and you guys would probably know better than I when that started to happen. But, but it was a hit in prime time when you were a kid, though. So, um, I mean, you I know, know... I didn't know anything else. You know, my, um, my mother was a theater director and a screenwriter, and she also was an acting teacher for many, many years. And one of the best. And their friends were all actors. So... I didn't really know anything else, so to me it was normal. And um, other people in my life have asked me that question in a way throughout my life. What was it like? And I just, I just can't answer that because I, I my guess is, is that you know, what was it like having your father be, you know, the the grocer or the postman or. It, I just didn't know anything else, and to me it was normal. I'll tell you something funny though. David Brinkley, who was a newscaster, but you remember him, David Brinkley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. NBC, NBC. Yeah. yeah, NBC, and he looks very much like my dad's brother, my uncle David, and my uncle Kenny came out to be an actor as well, and then they had their friends, so I just thought that when I was a little tiny little girl, I just thought that everybody I was related to was on TV. So well, I thought and, and David Brinkley was my uncle for a couple of years there. I just didn't know any any different. And Kim, as you know, uh, you know, I had the similar experience as you did growing up, and I, my answer was always the same. People said, "What was it like to have a father who was uh, famous and wealthy and on television?" And I always say, "I can only tell you my own experience." And, it, and it's also a very different experience now because when when I was growing up, that's when it was happening, and now that I'm older and it's behind me. It, it's less a part of, of I, I identify with it less now. So I, I have the same answer to that question that you do. But now you're talking about retro television. Gilligan's Island was on, and it was always on, even when it was no longer on network. Right. I mean, growing up, it was always on. If it got kicked off of one uh, syndicated deal, it, you got it on the next channel. Right. Whereas opposed to the monkeys, where I, I know they had like a deal in the 60s for syndication, then you didn't see it. And then all of a sudden, right. MTV picked it up, right. and it went nuts. Well, that show was yeah. kept alive more by the records than the yeah, reruns yeah. of but the show. Had, but there was a period where you know, and the heard tours. about the show, but you never saw it. And I think, well, I think CBS ran it on Saturday morning for a while during the 70s. Correct. Yeah. And then, like I said, MTV picked it up, but then uh, other shows would be in some vault somewhere, and somebody would throw it out because there was another channel and you need to fill stuff. But Gilligan, like I Love Lucy, and certain shows were always Ways there. On. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Th- there was never. There's never been a time, at least that I know, where I couldn't find it. Now Gilligan's Island always holds a special place for me. There was no TV in my house on school nights. However, at four thirty, 
We could turn on Channel 19 in Cincinnati, Ohio. We had a half hour of television. It was Gilligan's Island. It was always Gilligan's Island. I think I, I think I can recite those episodes. And as much as I enjoyed them as a kid, I am still enjoying them as an adult. I It's a part of my life, and I think a lot of people in my generation can say that. Oh, I, I love what you just said. I'm wondering what the statistics are. I have heard different kinds of statistics saying that uh, Gilligan's is got to be the most famous television show ever because it's in 23 countries. Wow. And I think it surpassed I Love Lucy a while back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys would, might know better than I if that's true. I wouldn't be surprised if it is because, you know, as Tony and Donna just said, it's, it's one of the few shows that has never been off television and 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 the premise is is something that I can see why it plays well yeah. in other countries and, because it's and again it goes back to it being the most maligned show because you ask certain people of uh, the intellectual sect you know they'll say well because Americans are stupid that's why it was so popular and but it really was capturing this microcosm of Americana mm-hmm. and if I'm remembering my history correctly sure the critics went after Gilligan's Island the first season maybe the yeah. critics didn't care for it the public loved it, and during the second and third seasons, the critics left it alone. They yeah. didn't, basically, they didn't say anything. They let public opinion count. Public yeah, loved it and still does. Yeah, moving up on their ratings. Um, it's funny, you had said, I think, Ed, you said something about television being sort of a, a vast wasteland uh, back then, which is really funny to me, because that's what, what Henry Kissinger said about Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now, Kim... You know who said that, right? And and uh, how his and how his name lent itself to the Gilligan creation, don't you? No. It was um. Newton was it Newton, Newton Minow? Minow. Uh, what was he? The chairman of the FCC in 1960. And so when Sherwood wrote the show, he called the boat the SS Minnow, not after a fish, but after this guy yeah. who said yeah. that TV was a vast wasteland. Yeah, that was, uh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, that's right, that they named it after him. That's just, that's just really funny to me, but, because I believe what Bill believes, which is, I, I, it's amazing how educational television is today. We are remembering Russell Johnson, uh, the actor known to three generations of TV viewers as the professor on Gilligan's Island, along with Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Bill Fund, and Russell's daughter, Kimberly Johnson. To hear the rest of this conversation, go to shop.tvconfidential.net or the paid archive store at televisionconfidential.com. There you'll find more than 400 hours of interviews previously broadcast on TV Confidential available as digital downloads. Shop.tvconfidential.net, televisionconfidential.com. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. 
tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.